Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward and I am your host. This is season two, episode six, and I have a great guest for you. Our guest today is Jason Goldstein of Jason Goldstein Photography. He hails from Cape Cod. He's a Cape Cod-based photographer specializing in all things photography, from family portraits to real estate. He loves to work with clients to fulfill their image needs. And when he's not working with clients, he's out looking for wildlife to capture. He has two young kids and loves going to the local pond with them. And he's an expert, some might say, in jujitsu. So there it is for you. That's Jason Goldstein. We're going to dig in on how he grew his business in this episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, and welcome to the show, Jason. Happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, go ahead and share in, in under 30 seconds or so, share with our listening audience on the podcast platforms and our viewers over on YouTube what exactly it is that you do. Hi, guys. Uh, Jason from Jason Goldstein Photography. I'm a photographer in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And as Matt said, I kind of do a little bit of everything photography-wise, families, uh, headshots, business branding, real estate, a little bit of everything. Got it. Uh, awesome. So talk, how long have you been in business, Jason? Sure. Um, so I've been doing uh, photography probably five or six years. Kind of was a side gig for about four or five years. And then uh, two years ago, right before COVID, perfect timing, decided to go full time. Everybody loves uh, getting their picture taken with masks on. So it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, folks, if you're watching, you can see the humor going on. You can probably hear it in your podcast app right now. Um, so we've had a couple people on the show, season one and season two already, that had started right either before the pandemic or during the pandemic. What do you think your biggest challenge is as a photographer running your business at this time where we are at with COVID at the time of this recording? What do you think the biggest challenge is? I mean, it's, it's always the unknown, I think. Uh, it's just tough to know uh, what people are ready for in terms of are they, are they still comfortable with certain things? How close can I be? How far can I be? Do I wear a mask? I mean, I always try to be careful with clients and, and do what they want, uh, whatever appeals to them. But it's always, a, it's always kind of difficult to read. And then just uh, from a business perspective, it's just hard to, it's just hard to know what to expect. Yeah. I mean... I think the unknown is probably the biggest challenge for most small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs is where's my next sale coming from? When's my next referral coming? And, you know, is X person going to pay their bill? Are they okay with the price? There's a lot of internal conversation that we have in our own heads. Um, how do you deal with that personally in, in, in the growth of your business? How do you not let that derail you? 
I mean, it's, it's very difficult. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big mental health proponent. That's part of what uh, has has gotten me to this point as, you know, doing certain things to, you know, certain therapies and other things to get me to be able to control those thoughts at the same time. But from a business perspective, it's, it's just chugging forward. Um, it's a little bit of stubbornness, a little bit of confidence, I think, and just believing that I can do it and that I will get those clients uh, whether or not they're uh, sick with the pandemic. Hopefully not. Yeah. And and from a marketing and, and sales standpoint, what's the biggest success you've had with your business since COVID happened, since you opened your business? What, what has worked for you? Um, I think social media in general is, is a big thing for photographers. There's there's so many of us. Um, but really, um, Google My Business has been a really big thing for me. Uh, I use a software called Thrive that helps with that. Um, but in general, it's just getting those reviews. It's staying on top of it. Because the first thing many people do is just say, you know, restaurant near photographer near me, whatever the case may be. And if you're not at the top of the list, you're, you're not going to get contacted. So uh, really putting some time into that, into uh, SEO as well. Right. And you're also doing networking. Have you been doing that on uh, virtual, on Zoom and things like that throughout the pandemic? Absolutely. So uh, BNI is the other big factor there. Uh, it's Business Networking International. It's a, mm. it's a kind of world world uh, networking place. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. But uh, basically, Adam Mashpee is a group I'm in. Um, you know, 25 different professionals, all in different industries. And uh, we always look out for each other and are trying to get each other referrals. And it's it's been incredible. I've been, I've been in BNI, uh, what is it, almost a year and a month now. Um, and just, just the internal referrals I've received from from people within the group has been worth it, let alone mm -hmm. the outside referrals. Yeah, I mean, I was in BNI for 15 years, right? And uh, yeah, I had a love-hate relationship with BNI, right? There's a, there's a great things about it, the consistency and that I was driving 45 minutes of my BNI every week. Yeah. And it was painful sometimes. It's snowstorms and whatnot. I mean, we'd cancel if the school was canceled. But, um, you know, the, the daily grind of networking can can be a toll sometimes right i mean the word work is inside the word networking <laughs> it's just it's a lot of work and if we're not playing the long game but you have to look at the long game right what most people don't realize is that i met somebody in my bni chapter in 2004 and that person bought my company for over seven figures in 2018 right so so that's a very large referral, right? And whether it's BNI or AmSpirit Business Connections or NGU or USA 500 or some chamber networking group, it doesn't matter where you're going. What matters is that you're going, right? Consistently. I have a virtual networking event that I run once a month. It's the second Wednesday of every month, 4 p.m. Eastern time called The Big Connect. And people from all over the country that come on this thing and funny enough people start to get referrals when they show up consistently and so i always talk about the need to show up on a regular basis and why that's important and that's why you you feel the way you do about the people in the group it's because they're showing up you're showing up the relationships are building and as i said in my book people do business with who they know like trust and care about it's it's even that fourth step the care part that really converts these people into giving referrals 
to you and you giving referrals to them. You build true, long-lasting relationships with these people that will even exist after you're not in the chapter anymore. I mean, I have friendships with people that I met in BNI years ago, and uh, it, it's, it's a powerful thing. What's the thing you yeah. like most about these relationships? Um, it's just nice to be able to talk to other business owners and kind of get a feel for what they're going through and also just the experience. Um, you know, like I said, I've only been in business full time for two years about, um, some of these members have been, you know, an attorney for 40 years, uh, you know, uh, an accountant and a plumber, all, all mm -hmm. these things, they, they've seen it all, maybe not the pandemic, but they've seen it all. Um, right. so, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I can go to them also as mentors in some, in some senses to get some advice. So where do you see the future of your business going in the next couple of years? So for sure, my goal is to grow as much as possible. Um, whether the, whether that means, uh, getting a studio, which I hope to do this winter. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, like I said previously, um, there's just so many photographers. And my goal is to be the easy choice um, on Cape Cod, you know, mm -hmm. especially for families and, and branding and things like that, because you could choose anyone, but you have to stand out. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. What, what do you think um, your biggest strength is when it comes to being a business owner? You know, it, it's it's tough. I mean, I think one of the things is, is confidence in myself. Um, it's a little bit of stubbornness, and uh, it's just it's just making sure everybody's happy at all times, but making sure you're sane at the same time. Um, so I really try to take care of my clients. I really try to take care of everyone in you know my BNI group in the same way that that I want them to take care of me. So it's almost the golden rule, um, because you're not going to. You're not going to get referrals. You're not going to get business if people don't like you, like you just said, Matt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, so that's interesting. You say confidence because I, I have always felt. I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday that there's a difference between confidence and cockiness, right? Sure. Confidence is I'm confident in what I do. I can deliver a quality product on time for the agreement that I offered and my work is great. And cockiness is way different. That's spring break attitude, right? That's t-shirt off on the beach kind of attitude, right? And so I see a big difference in that, in networking. I was at a networking event a couple of days ago and it was very clear. We had a couple of people at that event who were very cocky. And then we had other people at the event who were confident, but what would, what, what was interesting was they noticed the people that were cocky and then they were talking about the people that were cocky in a negative way saying it was overkill. And that's the real difference. How do you balance that? Like, cause I don't see you as cocky at all. As all. I, I see you as empathetic. I see you as understanding. Um, I, I, I definitely see you as confident. And how do you, how do you make sure that you stay in that lane and don't go out of it? Uh, I think it's a, it's a combination of things, but it's really my past experiences. Um, you know, uh, I've been a waiter. I've been a bartender. I've worked at Blockbuster when I was a kid. I worked at Walmart when I was a kid. So kind of having those experiences behind me and just doing different things in the past. Um, we haven't, 
gotten into. I don't even know if we talked about it at all before, but I'm actually an attorney. Uh, oh, you're an to, attorney. I to, yeah. I went to Suffolk Law School. Uh, I graduated in 2010 during the recession. It was very difficult to find a job, but I worked for a year and just found it wasn't really for me. And it was just timing. And that's one of the things I, I always talk about, too, with people is, is, is timing is key with everything because it just wasn't the right time for me personally or in the business world of being an attorney. Um, so I kind of went on a tangent there and forgot where we started. But, no, that's okay. I, I hear people all the time introduce themselves as a recovering attorney because now they're an accountant yeah. or something like that, right? And so exactly, that's interesting. Yeah. And so so it sounds like you've had some time, you know, there are times in your, your life that you did this introspective review of who you are, what you want, what you're all about. Um, you know, I, I, it's interesting that you come from that background and then go into photography because I think being an attorney isn't necessarily a creative job, right? But being a photographer is completely creative. And it, I find that the world of uh, law is, is very rigid, not a lot of movement outside the lines of black and white, it seems. I mean, I'm not in it, right? But from the outside looking in, it feels that way, whereas cre creativity in the world that you live in is much different. Um, and so it's interesting that you found your path over to here, but yet now you're growing a business where you can use some of these black and white lines, so to speak, and, and, and build in systems and routines and processes and things like that to kind of get to, to build a business that is um, desired and looked to in the community um, as a go-to company. And I think that's fantastic. I, you know, what has that switch been like for you? Um, it, it, it's been difficult, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I love photography. That's why I'm doing it right now. I didn't love being an attorney. Um, but when you put all that time and effort into something and, and school loans, which I'll pay off the rest of my life, um, you know, it's, it's difficult. You see your friends doing things as an attorney and you're like, should I be doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it makes me happy. Um, at the same time, I'm running my own business, which I've always kind of wanted to do. And I think it's a better spot for me. And, and it just all the experiences I've had, whether it was being a waiter, whether it was being an attorney, um, you know, I've done some marketing as well. All, all these things make me a better business owner and a better, you know, photographer at the same time. Jason, would you say that you have an innate ability, a strength to figure things out? Yes, uh, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I think that's one of my biggest strengths is, is trying to see, see a problem and then uh, find different ways to find solutions to it. Um, there's always easy ways to, you know, get upset about things or, or look to just get out of something like being an attorney. But sometimes you got to shift focus and just find a solution. Yeah. It's interesting because as I talk to you, I'm like, you know what? There's not a challenge that Jason couldn't figure out how to solve. It might take time, but, you know, if you had to bake something today, you didn't know how to bake and you didn't have the pans, I imagine Jason might figure out how to do that. YouTube is a great asset to anyone. Um, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I mean, how many times at your house do, do I... You, I don't know. Look, look up something. I'm like, the other the other day with the storm, I, I have a generator, and I was like, I forget how to use this thing. 
So I just YouTube it and there you go. Then I figured it out again. So a lot of times that's how I do things. Yeah. It's always kind of like, um, you know, I, it's kind of like, how do you, you know, and not everybody else's solution is your solution, right? Yeah. So you can take pieces of other people's solution and then modify that into, and that's the other thing about building a business, right? Is that, you know, there's a lot of photographers out there. You can look at all these different photographers and how they run their business. And then you take pieces and parts of every one of them and then build it in the way that is your jigsaw puzzle, is your mousetrap, so to speak. The way in which you are comfortable with with how this is running, right? And and um, and and that's kind of how you do it, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that was big for me was that I was, obviously I went to school for law, but I had no real experience with photography. I just kind of picked things up, did a few online classes, did a few real person classes, but 99% of what I do is just self-taught. Um, wow. So it, it's just, it's just, you know, sometimes it, it's, it's being stubborn and being confident, but like you said, not being cocky and, and believing in yourself that you can do something and then making it happen. Um, you know, it's, I think a lot of people, including myself, focus on the past and, and what what went wrong. Um, what did I do? What could I have done better? But you got to look to the future and say, who do you want to be? Uh, and I try to be the person that I want to be every day and learn learn new things every day. Tell me about what uh, how networking has gone for you since you've started your business. Obviously, it's been through the pandemic, yeah. so it's been virtual, right? You haven't done a yeah. whole bunch of in-person. Have you been able to do any in-person at all? Uh, recently I've done a few things, but it's, uh, it's obviously even still difficult. Um, I yeah. actually, I was photographing the ribbon cutting for the hundred acre school at heritage gardens and museums yesterday. And, you know, it's inside and outside. They did the ribbon cutting, but it's just difficult to, you know, gauge with people, uh, what they're comfortable with in terms of mass mm -hmm. distance, all these things, and even getting my camera close to them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just an interesting time. And what about the networking side of it? Um, you know, how have you been able to adjust with the networking to do? Are you doing enough of it in your mind? I mean, you can always do more, but at the same time, you have to focus on your business. So right, right. now with BNI, I think that's that's BNI is my main thing right now. You know, I, I as I said, I have 25 leases. I think it's growing even more than that. Awesome people who are always looking for each other and looking for ways to help each other. And even though it's on Zoom and that may be changing soon, um, the fact that you're there every week and you're, you're meeting these people and you're getting to know them and you're relying on them and they're relying on you, it makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. And what about Chambers? Are you involved with Chambers? I'm in the Sandwich Chamber. I was actually going to try to go to the event um, the other day. It's obviously difficult. We haven't gotten into that yeah. before we go. But, um, oh yeah, right. So you want to be careful too, right? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Have, have they been doing virtual networking stuff too? The chamber? I don't think so. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they they have a monthly event. They just started back up last month. Um, mm -hmm. but who knows what's going to happen with all these things too, with everything with the Delta and all that stuff. So that's what we talked about—the unexpected. But so it, it just just pushing forward and hoping for the best in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, right? As you know, from a networking and word of mouth referral perspective, we have to do it, but we have to flex. We have to fit, 
it into our lives. We have to fit it into the work that we do and into our family lives and our vacations and our travel if we're doing that. And so we just have to be flexible about it. And when, you know, the thing I always tell people is the networking we do now pays off in six months, right? So it, yep. it, it's rare that re- referrals happen within weeks of, of meeting someone in, in a networking event. It's about the relationships we build over the next six months and how do we stay in touch and how do we follow up and all of those things, all those activities, I call them touch points, all those touch points that happen in the next six months are how we actually produce referrals down the road um, and, and focus on that. And, and the other thing I tell people is, look, if you're limited on the time that you can do with networking, then the goal is to make sure you're networking with people and you're not asking for clients, you're asking for the sources. You're asking for the people who can refer you on a regular basis because clients, you know, if it, it's not it's not all the time that the accountant's going to be in a position to refer the photographer. What you really want is the accountant to refer the marketing company who also needs a photographer, the web company who also needs a photographer. Right. And even if you have those seats already occupied in your chapter, you can't live off just one web developer sending you two referrals a year. Right. So you have to have a staple of web designers and other types of people who send you referrals on a regular basis. And so building that network of partners is powerful, right? And it takes time. Yeah, that's one of the things that a lot of the members talk about is that that have been there 15 years and that's it's a long game. Um, and then just in terms of, you know, people in general, I kind of try to treat everybody like a referral, uh, like a networking partner. And sometimes that's hard because, you know, people on social media will drive you crazy and my wife will yell at me for getting into stupid things. But, you know, every person I run into, I try to treat um, like they could be a client. Right. Because they could be, you know, especially in my business, they could they could know someone who, who needs a family shot. They could they know someone who needs branding shots and so forth. Yeah. Jason, this is the time in which we transition. I get to ask you a couple surprise questions that all my guests are always worried about, but they're super layup questions, super simple. Um, when you think about growing a business, not, not software you use in your business, but software that you use as a small business, what software would you recommend that the listeners on the podcast apps are listening to now or, or watching on YouTube? What, what would you recommend as a software that they could check out or maybe some game-changing tools that could help grow a business? Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the big one for me is Thrive for sure. Um, it's a software. And what is that? Is that client management yeah. tool? Okay. It, it's kind of a combination of things. So it's a client management tool. Um, it's, it's probably more honestly for people that have more employees than I do, not, Uh not that many, but it's perfect for small businesses because it helps with Google, my business, because it gets you all these listings and it checks everything and makes sure everything is listed up to date. So that you're in the searches, but it's also a tool to, uh, take all your clients and contact them. There's ways to take payments. There's ways to send invoices. All, all these different things in one. Oh, so it's a business different. management tool as well, then. Yeah. Oh, it's it's everything. Um, actually, one of the not to you know, the, one of the people in my BNI group is a is a Thrive salesperson. He does consulting on the side for business and marketing as well. But it, it's really it's huge in the group. Uh, everyone has positive things to say about it, and it really helps small businesses. Yeah. That's good. And then the next question I like to ask is, uh, so do you read books or you listen to them? 
Uh, not as much as I'd like to, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, when, I, um, when I have the time, I'll... Is there a business book that you've read that you would recommend somebody else listening or watching on YouTube should pick up? Um, in terms of, I don't know if I have a business book, but mm -hmm. in terms of the book in general, um, you know, I like the, the kind of Mitch album and kind of stuff like that, but also the same Oh time, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. I like those books. Um, I think the tipping point is one for me that stands out and I, I haven't That's had a chance a, to read them. I've got the tipping book on my shelf back here. The tipping point on okay. my shelf back here. That's a fantastic book. Yeah. yeah. That's a great book. It talks about the, the the way to get to scale, to get to the point, uh, the tipping point of your business so that you get over that hump and start going downhill and things start running smoothly again. That's yeah. that's a great book. Yeah. It's the details, just like anything. It's, especially being an attorney, that's what taught me. You know, The details are the thing that matters. Nice, nice. Um, Jason, if somebody wants to talk to you, have a one-on-one, -on -one, learn more about photography, maybe even possibly hire you, how are they going to reach out to you? What is the way that they're going to get in touch with you? Uh, there's the usual ways. So uh, website, uh, jasongoldsteinphotography.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, anything you need. Website-wise, my, my website's great, um, and it has everything you need to contact me. So I'd say start there. Great. So we'll have all those links in the show notes uh, right here on the episode page. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, folks, I mean, I think, look, you know, I, I think Jason provided some great insights here into, you know, starting a business, but more so transitioning, right? Going from being an attorney into another business field, you might be thinking that's what you're up against. I'm doing this. I don't love doing this. It's not feeding my soul. It's robbing me of joy in my life. And so I'd love to go do this. And so even if you don't want to hire Jason, but you just want to talk about what his transition was all about, I think there's something here. Look, at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy. And that's what this podcast is truly all about. It's about helping you grow a small business through networking and referrals but getting you to the point where it's a business full of joy. And that's what Jason's at right now. He might not be working every day as a photographer because he's still just getting this going in two years now in, in the pandemic. But he's doing what he loves and it makes him happy. And that's the exciting part of this whole interview, I think. And that's something that all you listeners need to take away. So, Jason, I'm so thankful you shared that story with us. And, and it's really, I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I, and I love it. I thank you so much. For those of you listening on all your podcasts, favorite applications out there, make sure you subscribe so that you get notified of all our new episodes, which is every single day of the Business Week. It's exciting. We're an everyday podcast. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, make sure that you smash that subscribe button and get notified of all the new episodes. And carry on in the comments because Jason will take a look at the comments over time and interact with you in the comments of the episode when it comes out. Until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Take care, everybody. Thanks, man. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high-five everyone around you. I'm feeling all right.